everybody get ready for Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. A foodie born and bred, my wife Nikki loves chatting up chefs, dining out, and insider industry buzz. And my husband David thinks a great meal is nothing but a good burger, a frosty brew, and a check for under $20. Because he is cheap. Well, maybe so, but Foodie married Beast anyway, and together we've got the food and wine variety show that has everyone talking. It's Foodie and the Beast, and we are on now. Hey, everybody, welcome to Foodie and the Beast with David and, well, not Nikki Nellis, but with David and Nikki Nellis normally. It's Super Bowl Sunday. Does anybody care who wins? I really don't. Uh, I just want to make an announcement. I've decided for the safety and security of the country not to release my memo, so you're all safe. Um, so Nikki is away. She's out in New Orleans playing, and I'm joined by a buddy of ours, David Guas. Um, you know, to have a celebrity chef sitting in for a missing in action foodie is probably raises the the level of the show. <laughs> David is a, he he owns Bayou Bakery and Little B Lil B. I can't say Little Lil Ooh, B cool. at the Darcy Hotel. You've seen him on the Today Show. He's got cookbooks. He's uh, He's a hunter. I guess all the geese are safe today because hunting season ended yesterday. That's right. And he's he's <laughs> joining me today. He's going to be my co-host, my co-pilot. We're going to have fun. We also have two mad scientists with us. Uh, Alex Lawfer and Stephen Corgan um, are behind uh, the spirits produced at 1-8 Distilling. Um, they're in here. They're going to talk about their special techniques to take their products from grain to glass. But I also got to say, Stephen is an old family friend who mentored my son Eli, who happens to be doing running Facebook Live today. So go to Nikki Nellis, N Y C C I N E L L I S on Facebook. And Eli is the uh, Hollywood producer behind that. Our old buddy Jim McWhorter from the Market at River Falls is in. Market at River Falls is a show sponsor, so I love you, Jim. But beyond that, he's also a board member at Fresh Farm Markets, and he's brought in Julia Fetter, who is the recently new uh, executive director there. And we're going to talk about Fresh Farm and we're going to talk about the February 28th Sticks concert at Strathmore that uh, David and Nikki Nellis are going to MC, And so they'll be singing Lady, and I'll be joining them, of course, for Come Sail Away because I can really sing, man. You know, that'll happen. They'll have to throw me off the stage. So we're going to talk about that. Former Cafe uh, Leopold executive chef Joel Hatton is here. He's the new guy running the kitchen at Cafe St. X. Uh, he's not all that new there. I guess you got there in November. Is that right? December. Kind of new. And we're going to talk about uh, their brunch and some renovations and other cool stuff happening there. And uh, our, we always have a drink segment because who wants to leave this show sober, right? So this is a whiskey bar with no BS. That's how I, I read up all about you. Um, uh, 1896 is more. You've got more than 125 of the best and most potent brown spirits. Is that a good way of saying it? It's a great way of saying it. All right, it. good. So it's, uh, Dan Patrizio's in. He's brought his wife, Andrea, who doesn't want to be on air, but he's brought her, too. <laughs> and we're going to be talking about whiskey-driven cocktails and uh, how to get geared up for Super Bowl. And I just want to say this right off the bat. The market at River Falls can still help you out for your Super Bowl celebration. So I got to do that plug because Jim's staring me down here. Mm -hmm. But get out there. It's in the heart of Potomac. Get there. So, all right, first we're going to start with our buddy uh, Mitch Berliner, who's out at Central Farm Markets. Are you there, Mitchell? I am you indeed. Are. Hello, half of Foodie and the Beast. The, the, the better half of Foodie and the Beast. So it's kind of cold and cruddy out there. What's going on at the markets? Well, our loyalists are out. Doesn't matter what the weather's like. We always have crowds. So it's uh, it's real heartwarming to see that because the weather's not hot. So what do you got? Tell me what so, you got. 
Well, we've got lots of things raised in greenhouses still. We've got uh, carrots. We've got organic cucumbers, Persian cucumbers. So there's tons of produce. We've got kaleidoscopes. I sent you a picture last week. Yeah. I don't know if you ever sent it out. Basically. What is kaleidoscope exactly? You know, so that's pretty terrific. But, you know, we have a tremendous selection of breads and cakes and all that. Next week, of course, it's Valentine's coming the following week. So next weekend, why don't we have everybody... Come on out and get your Valentine's needs uh, in Bethesda. We have distilleries, wineries. Today we've got a local brewery. So for those people that haven't stocked up on You're food, suggesting beer for Valentine's Day? Hmm. Yeah, well, you got beer for Valentine's Day. If Maybe you, Nikki will get me that. That'll work. <clears throat> right. If you want to be alone. If I want to be alone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm alone so, today. Yeah. Well, Okay. You know? No, I'm not alone. Gloss says I'm not alone. You well, got David. You I'll, got David there. I got David you know? here. And, so, of course, um, I'll give a shout-out to uh, River Falls Seafood. It's a fabulous place, fabulous place. And Jim is a uh, Well, Jim is standing here, so Mitch is giving you a shout-out for Market at River Falls. Look at that. Right. It's Boy, everybody's place. polishing everybody else's apple. <laughs> it's right. good. It's real good. Well, as long as, as long as you said things that you could say on that. Oh, well, you know why? You, I, uh, he, Jim brought in your skinny salamis from Meat Crafters. Mm-hmm. And uh, shameless plug, Meat Crafters is another sponsor of the show. There we go. Thank you. Um, Thank you. So we're going to share available. these with everybody in the studio. These are great. Yeah, and it's available, the full line of that and our sausages. And our regular size salamis are available at River Falls. Yeah, they're they're available at River Falls. They're also available online at meatcrafters.com. Operators are on duty now. All right, Mitch. Well, thanks. Again. Well, wait. Let's remind everybody where the markets are. Okay, so right now we have uh, two farmers markets open year-round in Bethesda, downtown um, on the parking lot of the Bethesda Elementary School, and then the Mosaic Market in the Mosaic District in Fairfax, Virginia. Both open year-round, and we'll have our other two markets open as soon as uh, spring comes. Okay. Mitch, stay All dry. All the best. All right, buddy. Take, Take care. care. Bye-bye. All right. S- speaking of staying dry, we're not going to. We're going to get wet here <laughs> with Dan Patrizio from 1896 Whiskey Bar. So I, I took a look online. It's a really interesting place. I mean, you are, you're more like a curator of a whiskey museum than you are, you know, running a bar. Well, we're headed that way, and you know, for a building that's been in operation since the 1770s, um, in one form or another, I feel I've been in operation since the 1770s. I'm gonna let that one go. The uh, the the beauty of it is it's it's America's native spirit, and so we had an opportunity with our proximity in Alexandria to Mount Vernon to really focus specifically on whiskey and specifically bourbon whiskey, which is a large portion of our collection. Um, we saw mine to also incorporate that as much as possible into cocktails. You know what? Let's tell. I mean, I don't know the difference between bourbon whiskey and some other kind of whiskey. So what's what is the difference? It's the mash bill. It's what is going into initially into the product to create the final result. Um, the majority of bourbon is going to come from one central. It's not dissimilar to champagne. It's going to come from one area of of Kentucky. Um, I've seen the commercials. <laughs> They, they do a very fine job of, of making sure that we all know where it comes from. Um, but Virginia also has a beautiful craft spirits program, and some of the cocktails that we feature have that. We certainly want to lo- know. We know where we've come from. We know where we're going. We have a game plan, and we're fulfilling it daily. Why the name 
1896? It's 1986. It's 1986. It's 1986. So I'm so dyslexic? We've, we've gone. We've, we <laughs> have. Now I gotta yell it. All right. In, in <laughs> 11 short minutes, we fast forwarded a handful of years. So that's fantastic. All right. All right. 1986. Um, what was I we, doing in 19? I think that's the last time I was like conscious. Okay. So 1986 was the year that our <laughs> parent restaurant, Union Street Public House, was founded ah, in Old Town Alexandria. Okay. And when we were kicking around a handful of names, it just it kept coming back. It kept coming back. And we just felt we wanted to pay tribute. There's a lot of things you can buy in the world. One thing you can't buy is time and legacy and longevity, which we have. So we wanted to um, champion that. Well, that makes a lot more sense. I thought it was some homage to the Gilded Age. I was saying, who was a whiskey <laughs> drinker back then? All right. What are you going to make for us first? Our first cocktail is actually gin-based, but the beauty of this is it's, it is a barrel-aged gin. The... Irresistible necessity. So the irresistible necessity, the British were wreaking havoc on Washington, D.C., and they turned their eye to Alexandria. Alexandria was had a, of a mind to save itself. So what they were looking to do was save the buildings, save the businesses, save the structure, save the people. And they basically turned it all over to Captain Gordon of the British Navy and his, his merchant marine, the Seahorse. And in doing so, they caught an incredible amount of flack. So the commission came through and you know, waved their finger at them. And uh, they said they acted on the impulse of irresistible necessity. And that's the name of the... And that's the name of the cocktail. All right, so it's gonna, gin-based. We're going to take a sip uh, while we're turning to talk to my friend David Guas. Mm -hmm. And then if we're all still sober, we'll talk about it when we come back to you. All <laughs> right, so David, you've been on a bunch of times. You uh -huh. might as well, like, bring a sleeping bag because you're on so often. Right. But why don't we do, for the folks out there who've been living under a rock, give us your 411. Oh, um, been here in D.C. now 20 years, native New Orleanian. Uh, have a place called uh, Bayou Bakery in Arlington. Uh, got seven years running, and um, we opened up a place in the Darcy Hotel, which is a Curio Hilton um, right there at 1515 Rhode Island, um, right at Scott Circle. And um, Weedmeyer's got the dinner-only restaurant called Siren, and then we kind of bookend the other side of the hotel doing our breakfast-lunch thing for uh, Lil B. So it's kind of a... A little, a little by you, basically. You know, you're being kind of shy yeah. here. You've Am got I? A, you had a home run um, cookbook called Grill Nation. You're on TV. You're on the Today Show at least once a year, right? Am I right? Yeah, I mean, so that's, I mean, this I'm, Tuesday I'll be on uh, my my judging on Chopped airs uh, Tuesday night, and it's a, a Mardi Gras themed. Chopped. Shameless plug. Yeah, check Let's it out. Let's do it. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm a celebrity, and on Tuesday I'll be in uh, Gaithersburg at the DMV, <laughs> getting my picture taken. So, all right. So why don't we talk a little? Let's uh, Mardi Gras is your jam. Yeah, I that's know my that. Jam. And um, uh, you and Gina Trisavani and some other folks have started a Mardi Gras extravaganza. We I know have. At, uh, is it Doc Five? Doc Five. Yeah, yeah, this is our second year doing it, and we've got uh, some committee members we formed just because we knew we couldn't pull it off by ourselves, and. Simone Rathley's on that board, and Micheline Mendelson and Spike Mendelson, and um, we've got Pike Productions on board. Uh, Bruce is CEO, and he's now on our board, and um, and then Gina uh, does our beverage. So um, last year we had about 350 people. This year we're hoping for about 450, 500. And it's one price, and then one price, rock and roll. Yep, 65 all in. Uh, we've got 12 of the top mixologists doing their version of the Hurricane. There's a competition amongst them as well, and a winner. Last year's winner will come back and judge. We've got 18 of the top chefs in the city kind of doing their 
thing uh, on the New Orleans uh, sort of version. You got music of, and you got, got live music. We got uh, two great brass bands, um, Dupont Brass and Brass Connections out of North Carolina, coming up doing their uh, their crowd. I mean, they're Sounds. unbelievable. They 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 really work it. They get out there and they walk around uh, with the trombones and the trumpets and they stir it up and it's a uh, it's a hoot. And we're connected to DC Central Kitchen, so. We, uh, we, we like to give back, so that's kind of what this is all about. Is right, how do I get tickets to that? Uh, go online. Um, we, we've got a website, Mardi Gras Extravaganza, uh, com. You can also go through the Bay Bakery website. Uh, we also have a link to it. What do you do if people <clears throat> can't spell the word extravaganza? <laughs> <laughs> You're not coming. That's too bad. No, we've got uh, very a lot of different versions of how to spell extravaganza. All right, night, we got so. about a minute. We're going to come back to you before yep. we go to commercial, but talk Valentine's Day a little because that is on top of us, and there are a lot of people wondering what to do. Yeah. So what are what, you doing there? What man? is what is there to do? There's all kind of things to do. I mean, there's there's all kind of promotions going on throughout the city. Obviously, for anything us. but a box of chocolates. That's right. That's well, no, listen. Hey, there's some amazing chocolatiers, as you know, in this in this city. No, um, I never should have said that. Yeah, you, sh- you should not. Have, I'm in trouble. But, uh, yeah. There, uh, there, there's all kind of. I mean, it's it's really up to you. You can you can gift. You can go out and celebrate for dinners. You can. Uh, we we do a, just a, a, a heart shaped king cake, uh, basically, since. Uh, Valentine's follows uh, Mardi Gras Day, Mardi Gras Day being the 13th. So um, all kind of fun things well, to you, do. You brought a king cake. We're going to go to commercial now. Yeah, we did. And uh, when we come back, I want to talk a little king cake with you. All right, well, this is David minus Nikki Nellis with Foodie and the Beast. We're talking Mardi Gras. We're talking Super Bowl. We're talking sticks. We're talking whiskey. We're talking a lot. So we'll be right back after these words. All right, you're back on Foodie and the Beast. Based? Well, I don't, that's my southern accent. Foodie and the Beast with David and not Nikki Nellis today. David Guas, yes, indeed. our favorite chef and restaurateur and cookbook author and all that, is not only my co-host, but we're still talking to him about all the stuff he has going on. Um, you know, we were talking Valentine's Day, and then we got into king cake, and that's right. where you kind of stopped me. What is king cake? Uh, and which well, king are we talking? Right. Uh, king cake is a symbolic uh, pastry, um, sort of sweet treat. Starts um, January 6th, which is 12 days after Christmas, uh, which kind of kicks off the beginning of carnival season. It's all connected to the Catholic calendar leading up to Ash Wednesday, uh, Mardi Gras Day being the day prior to that, where you, you know, you jump into Lent season. So it's about giving things up. So leading up to that day is all about sort of overindulging, which Obviously, New Orleanians don't need uh, a sanctioned event to be able to do that. They do it very well. Apparently, I'm from <laughs> New Orleans. Uh, but anyways. Yeah. So it's uh, that's that's what it's all about. So what's so in a, a king cake? There's a baby. Well, you know, everybody's got their sort of version. What we do at Bayou Bakeries, we uh, do sort of a Danish-style laminate dough, and then we put a little bit of... Um, laminate dough? Laminate dough, yeah. That's the, got that's that the, the category of, of dough that, uh, that a Danish or a croissant would uh, fall into as a laminate dough. But... Um, I don't. I see your head spinning, so I'll just. Uh, we'll just. Can keep... I look at it? Yeah, of course you can look come at on, it. Come on, unveil that bad yeah, this boy. This is not. This is. I brought a non-edible oh. one. Yeah, right. So um, that is. Oh, I see it. Yeah, All we right. got purple, green, and gold going on, which is the uh, symbolic Lord. of uh, faith, justice, and power. And then we've got the um, the baby in there uh, in the center. Faith, justice, and power. Yeah, everything everything means something. Believe it or not, uh, a lot of people think that. You sound New like Orleans one of the Avengers. Is, yeah. Well, I, everybody thinks that you know New Orleans makes stuff up just to. Just to be able to party, but there's a lot of symbolism in uh, in everything we do down there. So, um, you know, we like to bring that to the nation's capital through our concept, and 
You know, we, we sell probably, I don't know, two or 3,000 of these in the season. This season being shorter because Mardi Gras Day changes constantly. The kickoff of the event, obviously being January 6th, never changes, 12 days after uh, December 25th. But, um, you know, depending on the calendar, it kind of fluctuates on Mardi, Mardi well, Gras Well, it's day. probably killing Nikki that she's got to come back from New Orleans today and isn't staying around. Something tells me she's had it. some king cake down there, she though. She probably she better have. has. Yeah. Wow. All yeah. right. Well, it's appropriate to talk about Mardi Gras because it's kind of a weird connection. But in the movie Easy Rider, of course, they <laughs> go down and do acid in, in, in New Orleans for Mardi Gras. But Jack Nicholson takes a drink of something. And for whatever reason, it hits him hard and he goes, nit, 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 swamp. And that was really my reaction to this <laughs> drink, Dan Patrizio, from the 1986 whiskey bar. What's, what's in this again? This is awesome. It's barrel-aged gin. Um, so it's just barrel-aged gin and a little bit of fernet, of all things, mm-hmm. which is, you know, the old bartender's handshake. So it was a beautiful way to get one of my favorite spirits in there without it just being overpowering. It's, it's awesome. good on the stomach. Great on the yeah. stomach, absolutely. Yeah, That's right. Great. My Makes stomach me, just thanked me. Mm-hmm. And the king cake later <laughs> will. Yeah, the king cake. I don't, know, the king, I don't know what's going on with that king cake. But what, what got you into whiskey, or should I not ask that? Uh, a friend of mine about 18 years ago, I was always kind of the beer and occasionally a little bit of rum or the, the bad tequila moments. But a friend of mine would always drink Jim Beam and ginger ales, and I kind of got on board with that. And then ginger ale just removed that component and just kept <laughs> up with the bourbon. And that's where it started. And it's just been this this love affair with it ever since. It's, you know, it, like I mentioned, it is America's native spirit. It's just a brilliant spirit. I mean... It, uh, this is what well, does. I mean, you else. can pick up on the caramel. It's got an interesting flavor. The gin yeah. is just kind of softened and. Because yeah, I'm not generally a cocktail guy. This is spectacular. I it's love delicious. This. Oh, All right, you. more, more. I say yes. All right, so um, what are you gonna? You, you got a bunch of things over there. You look like a mad chemist yourself. What are you mixing up next? Uh, the next offering, and this is uh, so the idea for this one came about from a few things. Is that um, so? My wife, who is is with us today, has her grandfather Charlie oh, Trump Sr. Is it Andrea or Andrea? Andrea. Andrea, who doesn't really want to say anything more than her name? Yes. And he is now ninety nine years young. And my experiences with him over the last you know six years or so is just this gentleman who is aging so beautifully and so gracefully. And that's where this cocktail came from. So it's a mix of a Japanese whiskey with sake, Kochirosa. And it is um, a little bit of orange peel. And the orange peel is because we were on vacation last year in the Outer Banks, and this man ate oranges like they'd owe to him money. He just went at them and at them and at them. That's what I do. I'm 99 myself. And so that's where this came from. It was just spending a week with him and being around him so much time and wanting things that are a little bit more mild and mellow, but still robust and full of flavor. Got it smells good, too. All right. Well, we're going to sip this. Uh, before we go to our next guest, I just want to remind everybody, Super Bowl, the game starts, what, 6.30-ish? All right. You can still go to the market at River Falls right now in the center of Potomac and get all your Super Bowl stuff, and I would advise it because they have unbelievable platters and more. So did I say it right, Jim? You did perfect, David. Oh, I love you, Jim. Thanks. That's good. <laughs> all right. So speaking of booze, Alex Lawford and Stephen Corgan, my old friend, Eli's old friend, um, are the guys from 1-8 Distilling. They're in here to talk about a, a lot of things. I love the phrase grain to glass. That's like snout yeah. to tail, farm to table, kitchen to whatever. Absolutely. So uh, why don't we start, Alex, with you. How did Again, 
how did you get into this? Sure. And now you're a distiller. You don't just mix it up, you make it. Right, yeah. So my background is uh, working in biotech. I worked in labs for about 18 years out in uh, California. So you are a mad chemist. I am a little bit of a chemist, <laughs> yeah. I like my new lab a lot better. <laughs> uh, but yeah, a good buddy of mine from college, Sandy Wood, is, is my partner in the business. Steven came on board uh, pretty early on. We love Steven. Yeah, we he's do. a great guy. He's a good oh, no. man. And uh, we, we started making uh, spirits three years ago, a little over three years ago. And we're in. But I mean, uh, what drove that? You could have made. You, you could, I mean, yeah. I was going to make a joke and say you could have opened a meth lab instead, but <laughs> spirits are probably better, right? A little legal. Yeah, a little more little legal. legal. Yeah. So, but why, why do that? Well, at the time, uh, DC was. We were just having our first distilleries with uh, New Columbia, the Green Hat Gin guys, and a couple others. And we thought we'd jump in. Now there's actually eight of us in operation in the district. So you're working great. with John and those guys at. Uh, we're, we're neighbors of theirs oh, in I Ivy see. City, okay. and yeah. Uh, yeah, they're great friends. Oh, they you're over the by doors. Profish and those guys. Yeah, yeah, we love Another sponsor. My uh, God. <laughs> what an opportunity. Hello, John Rohrpott. Okay. Yeah, so, so we're grain to glass. Yeah, we're working with local farms. we got great corn and wheat from the eastern shore of Maryland and uh, rye from Culpeper, Virginia, and a great malt house down in Asheville that we work with. And so tell me, what do you do? You know, everybody wants—listen— I own an ad agency. Everybody's looking for yeah. points of differentiation between, you know, the competition and themselves. And sometimes they make it up. Sometimes it's real. In your case, what is your point of differentiation? Sure. Yeah, we're we're the only ones in D.C. that have whiskeys <laughs> since Prohibition that are made from grain, uh, that are in the bottle already. We had had uh, released our bourbon last fall, and we our rye has been out for a little over a year and a half now, and uh, we also have a great line of sourced bourbons. Uh, from other places that are a bit older that we then do different finishes on. So you're so, bottling those? And we're bottling those, yeah. yeah. So the couple of different finishes that we're about to release are our next batch of our coffee finish. We're working with Zeke's Coffee right now. That's our Untitled Whiskey number three. And we're about to release Untitled Whiskey number Look, Dan, 12. Dan Patrizio is making notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Untitled number 12, uh, we work with Harper McCaw, local chocolate makers over on Bladensburg. Why, why is it Untitled? Uh, we just love the name Untitled so that we could uh, just riff on different you things like and be Foodie creative. And you don't think that's a good title for it? We could go for yeah, it. Right. Untitled <laughs> Foodie and the Beast. Us. Checks in the mail, boys. <laughs> um, I, I see that you brought stuff for us to taste. Why don't we yeah. do that? Because yeah. um, I... Again, I've got an unschooled palate. I don't know yeah. what to look for when I'm tasting. Yeah, we'll start with our own bourbon here. Okay. This is, uh, right. again, D.C.'s first bourbon since before Prohibition or maybe ever. Well, I we, smell vanilla. Am I sm Should I be smelling vanilla? Yeah, we're getting some lovely vanilla notes from the barrel. Uh, but it's either vanilla or manila. I can't. <laughs> what am I getting? So, you so this is a four-grain bourbon. Uh, so we're working with... Again, great corn. It's a variety of corn called Hickory King. It's a white kernel. Uh, we're, we're mashing that with wheat. Right. I took too big a slug. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's knit, a, knit, 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 swamp. Modeled at a, at a nice uh, 95 uh, proof there. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we get the, the rye in there and malted barley and malted rye. So it's a complex so, mash bill. So, I mean, do you literally just sit around and experiment with different combinations and percentages of things to make up your if, if we had all the time and all the money in the world that's exactly what we would prefer to do but uh, obviously we have to keep to kind of our standard mash bills uh where we can be a little bit more experimental is kind of in the blending phase so this one 
uh, is actually a blend of two different barrel or two different mash bills of bourbon that are aged separately and then blended together in proportion. Mm. Yeah, and and I mean, the very 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 best whiskeys would age how long? I mean. It depends what kind of whiskeys you're looking at. So things that are more lighter, uh, kind of more subtle and nuanced, things like Japanese whiskey and Scotch whiskey, you know, they'll age for 20, 30. You see whiskeys out there as old as 50 years. Uh, but those are all using second-use barrels, so barrels that have previously held something else. Uh, everything, or most things in the American whiskey category, uh, all go into newly charred barrels. Mm. Um, so those uh, aging times tend to be a lot shorter. So that'll be, you know, anywhere from two to four to six to eight years, uh, usually in, in aging time. Well, mm -hmm. you know, whiskey's like the end thing. Like Eli's oldest brother's in his uh, mid-30s, and he's, you know, acquired a palate for whiskey, and he's, you know, he can talk all about it. But a lot of people, I think it's like wine was maybe, even though whiskey's been around forever, wine was 15 or 20 years ago where people were like, mm, you know, I'm drinking Boone's Farm here, and everybody's drinking mm -hmm. something good. You know, <laughs> how do I learn about it? So you guys do classes is there a way to sort of sample these whiskeys absolutely yeah we can you can come to the distillery every saturday and we do tours uh that you can reserve online through our website 18distilling.com and uh we do offer cocktail classes uh as well as uh we're going to do our first sensory class to really dive into the uh the full taste and aromas of uh of our spirits now, where, where are you guys? Where can we find the product? Sure. So we are uh, distributed throughout the district and Maryland so mm. far, and we hope to expand soon uh, uh, this year into a couple more markets. And uh, we are located in Ivy City as a neighborhood just off New York Avenue, Northeast D.C. This yeah. is, yeah. you know. Yes, delicious. And we do have a yeah, range of really other spirits. Um, we'd also love to sample our, uh, one, our next release. This is the Untitled 12 collaboration with Harper McCaw. Uh, chocolate, so we can try that next. If yeah, let's do ready. that. We're gonna go to commercial in a minute, but I'll take another shot of something. <laughs> Eli, keep your hands off it. Don't even think about it. So we're gonna release this one uh, next Saturday, wow. right before Valentine's Day, and uh, we're gonna uh, do a pairing with the folks from Harper McCaw. Colin over there, the great guys making amazing chocolates. So for this one, what they do, we empty the barrel of the sourced bourbon. It's seven-year-old bourbon. Then we get it over to him. He uh, rests and ages cocoa nibs in that barrel for about six months mm -hmm. in this case. Uh, he takes them out. He makes this chocolate. We can have a taste of this chocolate. And then uh, we then get the barrel back. And we had whiskey back in there for about 12 months, right, Stephen? Yeah. yeah. Well, you guys are mad scientists. There's yeah, no question about chocolate. No, like all right. It's 1-8 distilling. Where do we find you online? It's 18distilling.com, and then our handle is 18D. Okay, so there are no numbers in there. It's the words no, one yeah, word spell, spell it all out. out. Yeah, all right, right. Spell, yeah. If you can't spell it out, you don't deserve to go to their website. <laughs> That's what I say. All right, this is David Nellis and David Guas on Foodie and the Beast. We're going to go to some commercials, and we'll be right back. Back on Foodie and the Beast, normally with David and Nikki Nellis. Today, David Guas, chef, restaurateur, cookbook author. Hey, hey, hey. Renaissance man himself uh, is um, sitting in. Yeah. And doing an, Not an, an admirable Sitting. job. No, I mean, it's, uh, I'm, you're blowing me away, man. Well. Maybe Nikki's out. It's possible. <laughs> Except she's cuter than Look you are. Out. All right, so we're back to Dan Patrizio. Dan. Um, yes. I, I mean, these drinks are really, you know, I'm not a cocktail guy. I've always said that. I'm more of a beer guy. But these are 
you're you're converting me. I'm having a an epiphany here. Well, we certainly appreciate that. Well, the thing is, you know, and I was saying before, often whiskey, you know, whether they're cocktails or the whiskey itself, is it's almost painful to drink. Yeah, they can be a fight in a bottle. I mean, you're really just kind of getting after it, and all you get is that that astringency and that that booziness of the whiskey, which I personally love, but I can also appreciate that that's not for everybody. These are what was the third? What did we just? This get? third one is yeah. uh, so this one's called An- the Annie Banks. So the Annie Banks is based off of the burlesque bitters. So Annie Banks was an exotic dancer in the '50s, '60s, and '70s. Never went, heard of her. Never <laughs> heard of her. Went by the name of Tempest Storm. No, I never heard of her. So <laughs> I just thought it was a fantastic backstory. So I stole her original name, the Georgia native. And so this one is based off of Angel's Envy, which is a great friend of ours at the bar. And then we put a liqueur called beer in it, B-Y-R-R-H, which really brings it all around. And then as soon as you add in that that kind of like spicy tart of the burlesque bitters, it just it balances everything out. And, of course, I firmly believe that a little bit of uh, citrus, but not in the form of citrus juice, but just from the peel, um, get the get the get um, that must in there. It just it balances everything out. That's, and that's the great thing about cocktails. Yeah, it's a, a lemon in there. Yeah. Hmm. Boy, you want to have fun, get your own food show. That's what I say. All right, what are you making next? Next is our last one. So oh. that's what... <laughs> Dan, you Sorry. disappoint, but that's all right. Oh, we have a whole box of treats, though. <laughs> what are you making? So how I like to end my day is typically with just a nice slug of something good. Typically, if I'm at home, maybe a little Elmer T. Leaks. I just love the clove and the, the vanilla and the, the cinnamon. But this one in particular, find a quiet table. It's kind of what my wife and I like to go out and do. So a little bit of Lafroy scotch, Frangelico, orange bitters. Love Frangelico. And That'll soften it a little. Served yeah. room temperature which is my new favorite way to enjoy drinks. I am ready to try it. Please. And while you're doing that, we're going to go to the magnificent, the wonderful, one of my favorite people, Jim McWhirter, who is, it's, it's impossible to describe you as anything but like a, an impresario and an entrepreneur. Um, uh, and he is the owner, along with his beautiful wife, of the Market at River Falls, which is one of the great specialty markets in the city, even though it's out in Potomac. You got to go there for the uh, the meats and the fish and all that. We go there all the time. And he's brought Julia Fetter with him. And Julia is the new executive director at Fresh Farm Markets. We're going to talk a little market at River Falls for Super Bowl because we got to do that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I want to talk about Fresh Farm and the Sticks concert too, which is going to be so cool. So why don't you do a quickie on the uh, on the market and what you've got? I will. Thank you, David. Um, I've been here a number of times before wearing a, a bunch of hats. I think I was here last Super You're Bowl Sunday. You're not wearing Sunday a hat today, are you? As well. I left it outside. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, the funniest thing is we are a small but iconic market in Potomac, and we really believe it's our mission to serve clean, healthy food. I like to say I'll, I'll present food that we would be happy to give to our grandchildren. And it's all grass-fed um, meats, pastured chicken. Some of our pork and lamb even comes from Smith Meadows. We get it at the, par- at the farmer's market. Um, we serve Nora Julian's Blue Circle Salmon, which we think is the Finest farm-raised salmon it's on like Earth. It's like eating silk. It is. Exactly. Yeah. But this one day, all bets are off. Um, we have the best menu of glorified junk food that you'll see anywhere. Quesadillas, <laughs> ribs, six kind of chicken wings, hog wings, mini crab balls, blah, 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 on down the line. And every year, we make something to honor each city who's participating in the Super Bowl. And I don't mind telling you we're getting a little bit tired of making New England clam chowder. Please. But... <laughs> 
but the rest we do of us have, are getting tired of eating. But, but, but we have the recipe down because we've had years of practice. Um, and this year, we wanted to do something for Philadelphia, so we came up with Philly cheesesteak egg rolls. And they are absolutely incredible. I intended to bring some this morning, but we sold out last night. So uh, we're You disappoint, my friend. 10124 River Road. We'll see you after the show. You can come up and get them hot out of the oven. And they actually double as a great food, but it's something small and soft. So if the Philly fans start to throw them at somebody, they won't get hurt. Nice. So right. that was a consideration like as well. You and you've got you've got wine. You've got you know you've got all kinds of stuff. We, we do a lot of fresh uh, fish, meats, and a lot of wonderful prepared what, food. What wine well. would pair well with the Philly cheesesteak egg? Well, it had to be yeah. something big. Yeah. I, either a big Cabernet um, or maybe a big Malbec. There you go. Uh, yeah. Are we talking cheese whiz like the whole nine? Well, years you know or? what? The funniest thing is. If you go to Pat's Steakhouse in Philadelphia, yeah. it, it, they squirt it out of a gallon container. Oh, I've been there. So we actually mix. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Cheese, Eating we, at Pat's, the, the operable word we, is squirt. We, we, <laughs> we, 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 we played around. We really dumbed it down. Yes. And it's got a, che- a mixture of cheese Whiz and Velveeta. There you inside. go. So you'll think you're in South Philly. I'm you know what? You. I don't know about Pat's. We, we were at Pat's about a year ago. And, uh, you know, you, it's funny. He's no, you don't see any small animals running around anywhere near there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, the best I'm part sure about yours are better. The best part about going there is you stand where Rocky stood. Yeah, And exactly. you take your picture at the exactly. cheesesteak. Eh, that's it. But, yeah. And there's no parking. But that's another thing. All right, let's get on to Julia and Fresh Farm Markets. Uh, Julia, first of all, welcome to your new position. Thank you. You want to talk? Give us a quick 411 on the markets, and then we should really talk about the Sticks concert because that's going to be a knockout. Yeah, definitely. Fresh Farm Markets is uh, a large network of producer-only markets run across the city, so uh, Montgomery County in the district and then across northern Virginia when we're in full market season, which we're all definitely dreaming about on this wonderfully dreary day. During the winter, we have two great uh, winter markets running all year round. So the iconic uh, DuPont Circle Market runs 8.30 to 1.30 on Sundays. I was just there, brought us an array of goodies from the market. Um, and then Silver Spring is on Saturdays from 10 to 1. How many vendors are at DuPont Circle? There was a pretty it's good, a yeah, yeah. There was a great. pretty good array of them. I would say that during the full season, we've got about fifty vendors there. Uh, during the winter market, we've got at least thirty to thirty-five. Yeah, you know, the impressive thing about, I mean, and they go everywhere. I'm sure, depending on where their restaurants are. But you see chefs down there buying produce and you know buying stuff for their restaurants. I mean, that's how good it is. And doing yeah. demonstrations. And yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. I had um, the honor to to meet with the Think Food Group this past week, planning for. The next market season, thinking about getting all of their restaurants, um, some uh, some showcasing their food. So tons of the chefs from across the city are there and getting the freshest food that they can, the healthiest local food. So after you go to Jim's Market um, and get the Super Bowl Sunday treats, you can make sure you've gone to DuPont and you have all of your greens and Brussels sprouts. There's some great beets there this a weekend. A true salesperson, yeah. a true marketer. All right, so let's get on. Let's talk about the Sticks concert. It's February 28th. At Strathmore, uh, the fabulous David Nellis will be there with, oh, his wife, Nikki, uh, emceeing. But Styx is, I mean. Icons. They are icons. I know, Jim, Jim, you're, I think you've got a Styx tattoo, don't you? I, I definitely do, but you're not going to see it. So, so <laughs> is, it, is this a fundraiser for the markets? It, it is. Let me, let me tell you how it evolved. Um, we, eight months ago, began looking around, asking around. Honestly, we were thinking uh, maybe to get a B-grade country artist in a tented pavilion someplace and maybe make $15,000. But one thing led to another, and we actually had a blast 
calling everybody's agents. It's not that hard to do. You could yeah, do this, David. Exactly. And um, I could. We ended up with sticks, and they were incredibly. Uh, they bent over backwards to accommodate us. Um, they discounted their fees, and for them to come just here for one show doesn't make any sense. So they arranged for other shows in the Chesapeake region or in the Northeast. Um, and then we run to Strathmore Hall, and here we go. We're looking forward well, to a great night. Not only are they good on their own, I told you before the show that the, some members of Styx, after a couple of years, this is probably eight or mm -hmm. nine years ago, there was a project. And what they did was they replicated every note, every harmony, every everything from Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, and they put out an album, and they were doing shows. And I heard them on Stern. Um, hate to mention a rival radio show, but yeah, uh, you've really. probably heard of him. Um, <laughs> Uh, and it was it was the most amazing thing. It was note for note. It was harmony for harmony. It was it was unbelievable. So it's going to be a great show no matter what. What's the date of the concert? February twenty eighth at the Strathmore Music Hall. We're really excited. Such an amazing venue. So come sail away with a, with us there. How do we get tickets? You can get online to freshfarm.org and right at the top there's a uh, link to that, or you can go straight to. Strathmore's website, which is just strathmore.org as well. Now, okay. When, when people buy tickets to the concert, is there any are proceeds going? What happens to all, all of the profits go to Fresh Farm? Wow. And I do want to say that um, tickets start at sixty-five dollars, and if you're Steel, not going to be the, the if you're not going to be the MC and you have to buy your front row ticket, I think those are two hundred and fifty. But you do get to meet the band and wow. have your uh, photo taken with them. And nice. All that. Well, they sign my. For, um, my tattoo. Uh, <laughs> my I'm sure they will, David. <laughs> All right, then uh, I'll be singing with the band, right? That's of course. Awesome. Is that, that's part of the deal. No? Jim? Jim went silent. Uh, All I of got, a sudden, Jim. David, I got to call the manager yeah, about that please, one. Please call the manager. Call my manager. All right, guys, thanks. And everybody go to Fresh Farm Markets because they are awesome. I mean, this, the, the diversity there is unbelievable. All right, I'm going to throw you guys out of your chair and bring Joel Hatton in here. Joel Hatton's a new uh, executive chef at Cafe St. X. You might remember him from Cafe Leopold, right, Joel? Right. Not too long ago. He's a South Carolinian <laughs> who is now a Washingtonian. So why don't you do a little bit on your background so everybody knows a bit about you. Um, I've been in D.C. since 98. Um, 1998. Uh, actually, in May, it'll be my 20th year in D.C. Wow. Does that um, feel good or bad? It feels good. Okay, good. Yeah. I'm, just checking. <laughs> I'm just checking, man. Um, I worked at a restaurant called Tahoga in the 90s and um, moved over to Cafe Leopold and I've been at St. X for about six weeks. The full menu's changed over through my food. Um, do they say to you, Joel, you're now in charge of the kitchen, do your own thing? Yeah, that's exactly what they said to me. That's yes. cool. <laughs> All right, so we've still got a, a couple of secs before we go to commercial. Give us an idea of what you brought into the menu. <clears throat> um, well, I brought you guys brunch today. Uh, we do our biscuits and gravy. I don't see gravy. it over here, Joel. I see it over there. <laughs> I think that stuff better slide my way. Um, we have uh, biscuits and gravy. I make my own sausage. It's halfway between an Italian sausage and a breakfast sausage. Look at yeah. that. Oh, so Daddy wants to try that. Garlic, yes. rosemary, Calabrian chilies, um, fennel, sage, ginger. Um, now, are you doing a bulk sausage for the gravy, or are you, you linking it and then you... No, just a bulk sausage, yep. yeah. That's great. Oh, oh, oh gosh. I see you're handy with the silverware there, too. <laughs> yeah. so. The bacon looks amazing. Um, all right. Anyway, now, uh, I'm just going to dump all this on top of the biscuit. Is, is, is uh, you know, probably like a lawyer, never ask a question you don't know the answer to, but what about sourcing? I mean, did you bring your own farmers and, and, and um, you know, 
pig farmers and farmer farmers to the table? We are using uh, Huntsman, mm -hmm. who deals with a lot of local Virginia and Pennsylvania farms. Um, um, great, great company. Bacon yeah. unbelievable. Wow. <laughs> well, um, But get some of this sausage sausage gravy. It's oh, really, I will. Really Joel, I will. <laughs> We're going to go to break. Uh, this is David and Nikki Nellis, but not Nikki Nellis, David Guas. And we'll be right back after these words. All right, we're back on Fooding the Beast. I'm joined by David Guas, the celebrity chef, cookbook author, TV personality. I'm so sick of all your <laughs> bloody accomplishments. Right. Also, the only thing I can say about myself is, is David Nellis, and I'm alive. So, Joel, not only is this food good, but I hear that at your new brunch, it's bottomless bacon. And this bottomless. is thick-cut bacon. This is... This bacon all goes to your bottom, too, right? <laughs> I'm going to have the fattest butt in the, in the studio in a minute. This is delicious. So tell us more about Tell us about the brunch menu. Um, yeah, like like you said, we do bottomless bacon. It's $10 a person, and it's all-you-can-eat bacon. Yeah, my son's eating all of your bacon. <laughs> Stop it. Yes? Um, that bacon is North Country bacon. Uh, I get it out of the chef's warehouse. Um, now, has anybody come in and, you know, you basically lose your behind on that deal? Does anybody try to like go? Uh, you know, you know. There's a, there's a, there must be a keel of, of some sort that. Yeah, is, is, we had one person get three plates, and that's the most that they've get with three, three plates. So that's pretty big bacon. So it's like yes, it six is. pieces it's... per. Um, so yeah, they women trying to put it in their pieces. purses. Eighteen oh, strips of bacon. Yeah, Eighteen strips of bacon. Wow. Which is basically a half sheet pan, I'd say. Did he eat <laughs> it? <laughs> Did he eat it? Yeah. Yeah. I could eat it. It's good. We were proud of him. All right. What's the rest <laughs> of the brunch menu? Talk about that. Um. We have biscuits and gravy where I make my own sausage, um, and we do brunch Friday, Saturday, and Sunday to make it a little bit more interesting. Friday? Um, wow. Are you yeah. doing anything tonight special for Super Bowl? Super Bowl, yeah. <clears throat> we have, um, I'm doing Super Bowl food, so I have this, a full-size rack of rib, McRib sandwich. So oh. I, I cook the ribs, slip the bones out, and we're going to put it on a big, giant piece of bread. Nice. And uh, are you calling onions. it the McRib? Because I'll visit well, we you in really prison. Do that. We're, you do call, that. we're calling it. <laughs> we're calling a it a wink, wink, yeah. wink. Yeah. Right. Um, that sounds incredible. Yeah, that's that's lots of fun. Loaded potato skins um, with brisket. Um, there's I can't no... remember when the last time I was there. Where's the big TV? Uh, we're putting one up today on oh. the 14th Street side of the bar. Right. Okay. okay. I got you. And then we're opening the basement nice. as well. The so, basement. Yeah. You go down there, you never come back, man. <laughs> Spent some long nights down there. All right, and what are you doing to the dinner menu? Because I mean, if you took over and redid everything, dinner's a big deal there. So, um, yeah, the one of the more fun things on the menu, I'm doing uh, fried chicken. So I comfy the leg and the thigh. Um, we chill it down after it's been comfy, which is a very slow cook in in oil. Yeah, David's nodding. I have no um, idea what you're. That's French. I don't. And we chill it down. We pull it from the oil, dip it in buttermilk, and then uh, breading and fry it. So nice. it's like a comfy fried chicken. Oof. It's mm. a lot of fun. We serve that with biscuits, mashed potatoes, and a green bean casserole. That's uh, it's comfort food. That's my food right with, there. Uh, well, it's kind of yeah. South Carolina comfort food, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Which is okay that. with me. That's, that's <laughs> what about grits? Do we right have there. grits? There are grits on the menu. That's yeah, a boy. I do pork two ways. We uh, I pull the shoulder, and I roast the belly served over grits with uh, mustard greens. Nice. So super super slow cook. Uh, the grits take about an hour. I'm just, I'm starting, I have a little tear in the corner of my eye. Where, where, you didn't where bring you that in. Uh, Anson Mills. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Good deal. All right. Last <laughs> question for you because everybody's got, you know, Valentine's Day is that big date night out. Dude, there's one strip of bacon left. 
<laughs> he ate it. <laughs> he ate it. I'm eating the pancakes. Yeah. So what's going on for Valentine's Day? Anything? Uh, you must be doing something special. We're, we're playing movies downstairs. We're calling them relationship goals. Um, <laughs> so we're playing California and Natural Born Killers. Um, there you go. Natural Born Killers is a good one. We're doing um, fun... Uh, Trashy, classy food. I just want to say, I think I've always considered Natural Born Killers to be a makeout movie. Yeah. Does anyone agree with oh, me? Yeah. <laughs> Dim the lights. Yeah. I mean, when they kill Iron Man, oh, did I just give that away? <laughs> but um, yeah, we're doing lobster corn dogs. Um, lobster the, corn the, the dogs. Lobster corn dogs. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> mm-hmm. That fried chicken that I talked about earlier, uh, tater tots and caviar. Tater um, tots and caviar. Yeah, it's gonna be lots of fun. Whoa. All right. So let me ask you something. When you're in the kitchen and everything's done, the day's done, what do you make for yourself when you're eating? I, mean, what's <laughs> I actually one? eat at Pilar quite a bit, Bar Pilar, mm-hmm. which is our sister restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably eat there at least once a week because I like the food so much. But that's where I, I don't mm-hmm. actually cook at home t- terribly often. But <laughs> well, you're I cooking do. all day. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, everybody, tell everybody where Cafe St. X is and let's. You know, it's 1847 14th Street. It's at uh, 14th and T Northwest. Yep. Can't nice. miss it. All right, man. Well, good food. Congrats on <laughs> real change food. I like you and settling in. This is Some, great. Yeah. Sometimes the food comes in here and it's a little, you know, you know, kind of frail and artistic. <laughs> this is real all, Amer- yeah, all American is... food. <laughs> I love it. All right, Dan, let's go back to you. Yes. So um, I guess one of the things that. I mean, there are as many types of whiskey, there are as many types of whiskey as there are many types of wines. Like, how do you go about, you can only carry so much. Sure. So you're just tasting everything all the time? And how uh, do you yeah. stand up if you do that? Well, I keep myself in a perpetual state of happiness by doing that. Apparently. Uh, which is great. <laughs> but, I, yeah, I, you, you want to. Wanted... just rolled her eyes. So <laughs> well, we have a 19-month-old, so that has a lot to do with it. That'll make you roll your eyes, baby. <laughs> we, uh. We do taste a lot. We read a lot, and we, you know, we go through a lot of the whiskey magazines, and we look. But you know, we are in Virginia, so things are a little bit challenging on occasion to to source uh, because of the lottery system. So we have to be very strategic on what we bring. I don't in. know that people know what that is, and that affects their whiskey choices. So tell us about that. It we does. So let's, for example, the the big allotment of Pappy Van Winkle just came out. So they have their numerous expressions. In most states, D.C. included in that, you have an opportunity through either a traditional liquor store or restaurants or distributorships to, through relationship building, have it brought in. We don't have that same luxury in Virginia. It all goes to Virginia ABC stores, and then it enters into a lottery system. For example, Pappy 10 had 1,400 bottles. I had no better chance of getting it than anyone who decided to walk in and enter the lottery. Is it that good that you got to get it? I think the name carries a tremendous amount yeah. of weight. I think because of its limited production, it is highly sought after. But there are examples out there which are dollar for dollar. And I realize anybody listening is probably going to seek me out and maybe want to punch me in the face for this. But they're big. better. I, yeah, being 6'4 helps. Yeah. <laughs> have to get on a ladder just to punch you in the face. It's not worth the time. A waste, a waste no, but you make it. you make a good point. I mean, it it, it is a phenomenal product. It is uh, that has an amazing amazing marketing, and it is it's one of the most sought after brands labels out there. And there are some people doing some amazing whiskey outside of that. That um, 
I, I agree. Would go head to head any day of the week, without question. But yep. you guys are—I won't say you're professional whiskey drinkers, but you're ardent and avid whiskey drinkers. <clears throat> um, I mean, is there really that? Because I, 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 you know, I've heard this story before, and I think that's marketing more than anything else. I mean, is there a substantive difference when you taste that against anything else, where you go, "Oh my God, this is so much better," or is it just the thing that everybody wants to have because it's a limited edition? I think it's both. I honestly think that people look at it and go, okay, well, everybody else is telling me this is phenomenal. I try it, and is it phenomenal because that's what you personally believe, or is it phenomenal because everybody's told you that? So yeah. you have to develop yeah, yeah, your yeah. own opinions about it. Well, you're drinking the story, too. I mean, you are. You, you know, that's, I mean, if I say this is the last king cake on earth, it's going to be a great slice of king cake. And but it's, it's also going right? to be BS. What? So. It's not the last king cake on no, earth. No, Okay. No. <laughs> just It'll always the, be another king. Just for everybody else out there, it is not the All last right, one. so unfortunately, we got to wrap up. We're about to end the show, so... Uh, don't tell everybody where 1896 Whiskey Bar is because they'll have to go back in time and they won't find it. But tell them where they 1986 19- Whiskey Bar is. 121 South Union Street. It's an embedded bar inside a Union Street public house, mm. Alexandria, Virginia. And how many seats inside many... the public house? It is. Okay. Yeah. And how many seats you got? 32. Okay. Do you guys do tasting classes and all of that too? We have those coming online in April and in May. So we do have a, a much larger program as part to support the whiskey bar. Okay, um, and is it 1986whiskeybar.com? It is not. It's through Union Street Public oh, House. Public All house. spelled out nice and long. You have to practice your spelling. All right, we will do that. That's exciting. All right, before we go, give everybody the Mardi Gras extravaganza nitty gritty again. You got a minute. Take yeah. it away. Hit Mardi Gras extravaganza. So our second annual at Doc Five this year, February thirteenth. It's from 6 to 10, benefiting uh, D.C. Central Kitchen. Um, We've got uh, some amazing lineups of chefs and bartenders. Uh, You can get your tickets at MardiGrasExtravaganza.com or go through the Bayou Bakery website to purchase them. Hurry up. 75 at the door if you procrastinate. And uh, it's going to be unbelievable. Uh, Great time. Great celebration of of life and of... uh, you know, this amazing industry that right. we have here in D.C. Now it's time to wrap, David. Thank you for sitting in. Thanks for having me. For the lovely Nikki. Thank you, Nikki, I'll for be being in New Orleans. Back. You don't look as cuddly as Nikki no. is. So, all right. And I want to thank all our guests. This was great. This is a fun show. And I like flying the ship by myself with a co pilot instead Good of stuff. being bossed around by my wife. Yeah. What? You, you oh, Eli, don't tell her that. All right. <laughs> all right, guys, uh, that's it. Have a great week. And we'll be back next week with more on Foodie and the Beast. 